So today I posted a quote from Ram Dass, and honestly I had never heard of Ram Dass until he died recently because I'm not a well-educated person regarding um, Eastern philosophy and religion. And I sort of find it preposterous when uh, white people try to talk about it or explain it. Unless you're Alan Watts. It's always, I think, a very bastardized um, version, proposition, which is unfortunately the only experience I've had is people professing Eastern religions and so on. Um from this third hand kind of cultural experience and it's just like I've always compared it if I went to India and I saw like a bunch of like Indian people worshipping the Virgin Mary you know I'd be like what the fuck are you doing like the Virgin Mary is Mexican and um, that's not how you pray to her. You know, they'd probably invent like their own weird way of worshiping the Virgin Mary. And it just wouldn't make sense why she would be there. And that's what I feel when I go to Buddhist temples in Mexico. And I've been to Buddhist temples in Mexico uh, in like notoriously indigenous states, you know, where there's a lot of richness in the history of their cosmology and their interpretation of the world and yet here you are you know having people um with all this imagery of shiva and whatnot um and so i don't subscribe to that i don't know enough about it but i did post an episode uh an episode a quote by ram das and the quote was it's like a moth being drawn to the light. As you reach a certain point, you realize that you only see the projections of your own mind. Everything that's happening to you is teaching a, is a teaching designed to burn out your stuff. Your humanity isn't an error. All of your desires are part of the journey. So that's like kind of a hardcore thing. Obviously, I'm going to put it up here in the screen. It's been taking me all day. I read it quite a few times. You know, um, the first for me is your humanity is not an error. So I think uh, right now, just uh, I've been taking like punches, you know, kicks to the gut constantly just with like super random things happening, including the pandemic, but like other things like just people who fuck with me for no reason. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and it's really affecting my life in practical ways. And I'm just trying to meditate through it and pray through it. And why is it that right now, you know, that I'm so concerned with the, maybe that's why, but I am so concerned with the subject of abundance. And yet here I am uh, suffering because I haven't gotten paid, because my neighbor's being an asshole, because my landlord's a piece of shit. And all these situations that, you know, I know it's not a coincidence, this is all happening to me, but 
um, the worldview of like Christianity per se, you know, what would that tell me, you know, that Jesus was constantly persecuted, that people were constantly being an asshole, people were constantly being greedy. That was his main thing that pissed him off. And, you know, that's the main thing that's affecting my life. And, you know, I've vowed to not get greedy and, you know, I try to be, uh, you know, help other people out. So, you know, why is this happening to me? This Kendrick Lamar song, you know, why God, why God, why God suffer pain? And yeah, that's a badass song. So I'll see if I can put it on. Probably not. But anyway, uh, so why I got why I gotta suffer, you know? Uh we all suffer. I there's a cool feature online, like if you type in chat with a pastor, there's some page where you can actually just like chat uh live with a pastor and I did kind of posit this whole question about suffering and uh, you know, about my thoughts about sadism and God and I think he said something along the lines of, you know, we all suffer, like, regardless of whether or not we're Christians. And it's just when we're Christians, there's a meaning to our suffering. Um, And, you know, of course, that's pretty sadistic. But, you know, that is true that we all are going to suffer regardless. And what we're trying to find is, you know, which worldview which comparative you know we can be comparative about and we don't have to be restrictive and fall into categories but you know by the contrary we can take what we need and leave the rest when it comes to the different currents of thought and discuss amongst us what works best for us or what makes us feel better and if that is um, a logical position, I was watching some Ayn Rand interview the other day that was really interesting. And, you know, she says, like, man shouldn't act out of emotion. We should act out of logic and that we shouldn't actually, you know, be trying to help other people out. You know, I don't necessarily, like, I think agree at this point with that. But if we all acted logically, then the world would be very different and well we know going back to the systemization of ignorance it's very difficult for people to think logically uh and to think critically but that's something that i would definitely like to achieve so i added a little picture of uh, beckett's happy days uh play which is about a lady that is talking about the happy days and she's kind of buried up to her waist and then in the second act she's buried up to her head her neck and it's been well over a decade almost two decades that I've wanted to do this play and the person you know that I was going to do the play with uh, passed away and he was such a theologian philosopher and I'm just really missing somebody to talk to like that right now um, I think we are definitely already living in a post-apocalyptic world, which, you know, Beckett's plays weren't explicit about it, but in this particular play, uh, it does seem like it's post-apocalyptic, and I do believe there's, like, a rocket 
that's destroyed in the background. So, um, you know, this play was probably written 1950-ish. Um, but I've discussed that I like, you know, literature, um, that was written in, in the 30s and the 40s, and I do believe that we've entered, you know, for sure the era of 1984 and Big Brother and so on and so forth, but we, right now, you know, May 13th, almost May 14th in four minutes, um, have entered already the post-apocalyptic world, and, uh, I would like to know from you what you're planning to structure your life like, um, here where I live in Mexico, we've been told that we're gonna have kind of a tiered reopening where some people will be able to go out before other people, depending on your business and your risk factors, so... No, maybe that's probably a good idea, and that's the approach that most people are going to take to, most countries are going to take to reopen the economy, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I do telecommute, um, I do work online, so I'm just planning on continuing to do so from my home and keeping my family at home too. I discussed before that I homeschool, uh, so I'm just going to continue homeschool, and we had other activities that we were ever involved in, but we're not going to go back to those activities because we know that the people that um, congregate there have not been quarantining, so I just feel like, why did we just quarantine for two months if we were just going to go out and, you know meet up with the people once everyone's already infected so I don't know if that's what you guys are doing all right and I guess I would just like to wrap it up by calling out to all fellow humans um and propose one more theory and kind of thing that's on my mind right now which are aliens so previously I discussed you know Elon Musk um, I'm totally into Grimes as well, his girlfriend, she's, like, really weird and really satanic, so I'm not into, like, the satanic thing, but I love her music, and I can't stop listening to it, so there's that, but I'd like to know if, um, your experiences, uh, especially, like, if you weren't a huge believer of aliens before this whole thing, and moving into this new era as we are today right now, um, how does that make you feel about the existence of aliens, their possible participation in this, if, um, maybe some of you like me have experienced not close contact explicitly, but things you know, channels opening and, um, just feeling more, I wouldn't say like telepathic or third eye opening. Cause like I said, I don't know about chakras and shit like that. So I'm just saying like, you know, as I've been practicing more meditation and I've been coloring, a lot of mandalas, um, practicing prayer, positive affirmations, trying to control my thoughts, trying not spiral into desperation. I feel like when I'm in those moments, what I'm requesting and 
wanting and needing is clarity. I would like clarity about what is going to happen. And I mean, I absolutely understand that that is a situation of 99.9% of the wall right now, literally. Um, so I know that it's going to be impossible for anybody to, you know, a give me some positive <laughs> strategy to find out what's going to happen because there's just like uncertainty all over around all over us and around us so I try to use those methods to cope with the uncertainty but in a way it's kind of just been a rabbit hole that was there before but has now become you know on fully functional slide into the unknown and into all of these absurd possibilities popping open and theories of course that we're all willing to accept little by little as this desperation creeps in so for me it's been aliens I mean I haven't really like watched a whole ton of videos on YouTube and done what I would usually do if I would, you know, want to find out about a specific subject. I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's a veil and the ve the veil is thinner and that, you know, the m we have entered a scientific era regardless where we just know that we don't know the majority of things that we don't, that verifiability is impossible and... Once you kind of reach that stage, uh, you just, it's very easy to adhere, I think, to other explanations, but, you know, I just want to know if I'm the only one who's kind of taken it that way when it comes to current events, and I hope uh, you all have a great one. Talk to you next time.